occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, and welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 69. Hi, <laughs> <I'm> Abby. <laughs> You are a child. <laughs> Sorry, that is Abby. This is Kate, and we will be your ghostesses in our new flat. Woo! Hello, everyone. We are back. We've aged dramatically. One month, some might say. That's old now. That is a twelfth of a year. Yeah. Thank you for being patient in our absence. Or thank you for not being patient and not listening to this. I hope you re-listened to all your favorite episodes thus far. I hope you listen to all your least favourite episodes to remind yourself why you're not excited for us to return. We moved into a new apartment. We, we got job changes. Yeah. Wi-Fi changes. Mm-hmm. Basically all the stuff that makes it hard to make a podcast. We're hot now. <laughs> Are we? No, not at all. I have gained weight. Um, that doesn't make you not hot, sweetie. True. But my face has turned into the moon. We- the moon is a beautiful thing. The moon is a beautiful thing. Um, we are no longer at risk of fire or of mold. Flood. Plague. Demolition. The other horsemen of the apocalypse. There will be no apologizing for drill noises because we won't have any. No, we may apologize for rain because it has been nothing but bad weather since moving here. Yep, a storm just a few hours ago. Have you been thinking about the podcast since we've been gone? Kate? I have thought about it a couple times with guilt in my heart. For not providing you good people with sound quality entertainment. I know. I think about it. It's like the first in my mind, like a child. Yeah. You were all my babies. <laughs> oh my God. I regret saying that. <laughs> Please don't cut that out. Um, no, I've been, honestly, I've been a little busy. Um, started my first real job, as it were. No longer working in bar work. Your gal's on a nine to five. I'm still video editing, but I'm on a proper contract now. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess you could say we're, we've made it. But we're not doing this full time yet. We'll make it then. Yeah, not yet, but we're not getting yet. there. Not yet. Not uh, yet. Yeah, sorry, we've been gone. Sorry, we're rambling now. But getting back into the swing of things, looking at you from across the desk, the same desk, new place. Looking at you in between the little little mic gaps. Yeah, I put a tapestry up so that it could be a nice backdrop for us. It fell down in two days. Fell down immediately. None of the other ones have fallen down, just the one that's going to be a backdrop for us. So, But anyway, episode should be more usual now every Tuesday as as usual. I mean, depending, like, I don't know when this is going to go up, but after this one, they should be up on Tuesdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesdays as normal so that you can get your fix of us lovely ladies telling you horrible horrible things and we'll try and get patreon back and running as well as soon as possible and regularly posting on there as well um also if you want to keep up with us and you don't really know what to do that the best place is instagram stories if you want to know about like hiatuses and stuff although we shouldn't have to do that for a while now hopefully yeah as a side note i did not realize how much this podcast had affected me because i have made several inappropriate comments at work that's hilarious regarding like death Oh. Uh, yeah, because apparently professional people <laughs> do not talk about their love of true crime. Well, that's just disappointing because it's an interesting topic. 
That it is. And also, I know you're lying. Like, I know you're interested. You just don't want to seem weird. So I'm the weird one. And that's fine. That's how life is, baby. That it is. Okay. What are you covering today, Kate? This week, I'll be talking to you guys about Mr. Ted, which sounds darling. Delightful. A teddy bear. That's him. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, it's a little more sinister than that. It's a creepy teddy bear. Ooh. Ooh. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the exorcism of Pat Redding. I presume it's Redding and not reading, like Redding the place. Yeah, not like reading the activity. Yes. So that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Reading but the house down boots. First, in strange news, from Science Alert, Kate. What? Are you planning on getting vaccinated for coronavirus? Yes, I am. And you should too. If you Why not get a free torture tour while you do? Oh my God, I would love that. So Bran Castle in Romania, which is known for being Dracula's castle because it's thought to have inspired the novel. Mm-hmm. They're giving out coronavirus vaccinations. So basically, if you visit the castle, they you get the offer. You get, and then if you take it, you get a certificate that promises that you'll be welcome at the castle for a hundred years. Wow! And you get a free tour of the torture chamber. Would That's, you do that? Hell yeah, I'd do that. I mean, like I'm gonna get the jab anyway to keep my friends and family and coworkers safe. So. Hell yeah. I mean, it's like a two for one. We paid good money to go to the Amsterdam Torture Museum. We could get it for free and get safe. I would love to get a certificate from from that castle. That would be so cool. Right? It reminds me of when we got our uh, lateral flow tests done in Liverpool. And it was in the museum. And the guy obviously worked as a tour guide there before Corona. And he was like, now this is the staircase you'll see on your left. It was thought to be the inspiration for the staircase in Titanic. And I was like, I'm getting a whole experience. Imagine you did the podcast in that voice throughout. Today, I'll be talking about Mr. Ted. Listeners, would you prefer that? Or would you absolutely hate it? I feel like it's awful. Like, I'm grating on myself. I don't think I could get through the whole episode. Do you want to go first, then, since I did the news? I don't think the last episode matters because it was 10 years ago now. The last episode doesn't matter. Yeah, Stupid sure. episode. Dumbass. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> Silly yeah. little episode. I'll go first. Why not? My sources are thestar.co.uk, which immediately, it's not a very good source. That's just like one of those newspapers that's like, she's got two legs and they're chunky. That's the one with page three, isn't it? I don't know. The sexy model. I don't think they do that anymore. What? I feel like they haven't in a really long time. Wasn't that their entire point? Uh, I don't know. I don't read newspapers. I won't lie. Fair enough. Derbyshiretimes.co.uk, mysteriousuniverse.org, mirror.co.uk, strangerdimensions.com, wikipedia, cogcourier.org, and derbytelegraph.co.uk. I'm guessing this takes place in Derby. No. France. I'm psychic. <laughs> so, as per usual, let me give you guys an unnecessary history lesson. This whole thing is set in a place called Bolsover Castle. This castle is one of many that we have in England, and it's over in the northeast, surprisingly in a place called Bolsover. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correct, but I'm just going to straight up give apologize. Give it your best skill. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, is over in Derbyshire. Aha! Sussed you. <laughs> There's been a castle on the ground there since 1155, 
with people like King Henry II's sons living there. Also a guy called William Cavendish. I have no idea who he was, but everyone kept mentioning him like he was important. Like the fruit? Yeah. Interesting. Fun fact! Oh my god, I can tell you my fact! Okay. Fun facts with Kate. I will get into it after this, I promise. I'm sorry, okay? Cavendish. So, you know how when you eat a banana... Wait, this isn't about your thing, this is about the fruit? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know how when you eat a banana, it doesn't taste like the banana-flavoured sweets? Oh, yeah. Well, it's because banana-flavoured sweets actually taste like... Cavendish. I thought it was that we eat Cavendish Yeah, now. I think that might be it. Yeah, I anyway, think we eat those now. Yeah, so either the bananas that we eat now are actually Cavendish, not banana, and the banana flavour is what original bananas tasted like. I th- that feels right to me. Or it's the other way around where we eat bananas and like we think banana flavouring is banana, but it's not, it's Cavendish. I think we do eat Cavendish. I think you're right. But yeah, fun fact. Well, not really a fact because I am unsure. I would do some unspeakable things to taste a banana that tasted like those sweets. To eat a whole ass banana that tasted like those sweets. I love the flavour of those. I, can't, I love it. I can't wait for, in about three months, someone to message us and be like, oh my god, haha, you guys, I would do unspeakable things to eat a banana. I will forget that I said that. And yeah. then I'll be like, why the fuck have you messaged me that? Whenever people message me quotes, I want you to know that I don't know the context. Oh yeah, we don't have a single clue. It makes me laugh though, which means that I must be funny a bit. Mm. Either way, yeah, I want to eat that fucking banana. So... 11.55, when original castle was there. King Henry II's sons lived there. Many dukes and duchesses throughout the years lived there as well. Like most British castles, the original castle fell into disrepair. Probably because we have so many that some are kind of irrelevant. We, we never needed that many castles, but we did it. So many old-ass buildings here, right? So it just it fell into ruin. But the castle, there is still a castle there now. And as it stands, it was just built over the ruins. Okay. So it's still in the same place. You know what that means. It's super fucking haunted. Yay! Additionally, there are rumors that the castle was originally built on, you guessed it, an ancient burial burial ground. Mm. Plus, the town has apparently been dubbed the Satanic Capital of Britain. This sounds like an all-rounder. Why is there a teddy bear? It all seems a bit too much to believe, really. But these are genuinely things that I have found online. I haven't just made this up for wow value. Well, I would hope so. Also, why has it always got to be an ancient burial ground? Well, because if it was a new one, it wouldn't be very scary. Imagine there being like a modern ghost. It's just like Jenny who died in 2006. She's like on her flip phone. Yeah, she's like, I love Britney Spears. And I'm still wearing nude lip because I've not got the memo yet. That's me. I love Britney Spears and I'm wearing nude lip. Yeah, so so it wouldn't be as scary, would it? If you say like, he was a farmer from the 1800s, then you're like, ooh, Creepy. He might have like a ghost pitchfork. He's in sepia tone. He's gonna chase me out. But if you're like, that's 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 Geraldine. Yeah, it's gonna suck. This thing won't be scary. It's not worth it. So 
there's probably a real ghostly reason, but we won't get into that right now. This episode's going to be like an hour and a half long, man. So back in 2007, Most Haunted, the TV show, did an episode here as part of their five-night Halloween live event. Nowadays, it's owned by the English Heritage rather than like one specific person, which is why it's still in good condition, because God bless the English Heritage. They are good. They are good. They keep things running. It's a good time. English Heritage themselves voted it as the spookiest site they look after back in 2017. Ooh, that means a lot. And they look after some weird places, man. Lots and lots of old ass places. We just stop saying ass in this episode. But I sort of, I got to the point where I wasn't swearing so much in the episodes and then obviously, frick frack diddly whack, give it like a bone. <laughs> Apparently, visitors have reported hearing footsteps and voices throughout the castle and security guards have told stories of them being chased out by screams that get louder and louder throughout the night shift. That sounds horrific. There have also... Oh my goodness, sorry that I sounded... She's growling like at I was 98. <clears throat> there have also been phantom lights, slamming doors, something grabbing at visitors' ankles, a grey lady, of course. I feel like every haunted British area has a grey lady. Do you think it's the same one? Hell yeah. She gets around, man. Here in Amberling, go on road trips. <laughs> Get in, loser, we're going shopping. And worst of all, a little ghost boy nope. has been spotted holding visitors' hands ah! as they walk around the grounds. <laughs> oh my god, she's choking to death. That was fear. so bad. Pure fear. So obviously this is about Mr. Ted. It's not all about the castle. But the castle's important because Mr. Ted was owned by Debbie Davis and still is, I guess. Um, and she was out there telling everyone he's a haunted toy he growls in the night it's very spooky that doesn't sound that bad mm, i don't think it would be very nice imagine this you wake up dead of night winds howling rain spattering against the window you're cold you check the time the witching hour you get up to pee then you hear it <laughs> Was it a creaky floorboard? Was it a door? No. You turn around. There he is. Just kick him. Mr. Ted. Punch Rrr. that bear. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Punch the shit out of that bear. If I wake up at 3am, I don't listen to anything. I don't look at anything. I go to the toilet in the dark and I leave. <laughs> you leave. I told you. I you don't leave. look in the mirror. You go out into the hallway. In case it's you wrong. Get, you go down the lift. You get the hell out of there. This new flat that we've moved into, the toilet, there's a the the like the mirror is the wall, so it's even harder for me to not look in the mirror while I'm trying to yeah. pee. The last one we just had like a tiny circle mirror that was on a shelf. It yeah. was easy to ignore it. I'm so glad we've moved. Now there's difficulties. I have to really turn my head while I piss to make sure I don't see a ghost. Anyway, I didn't mean to give you that POV. There's a haunted teddy bear, but it's, I imagine, pretty freaky. Anyway, if that wasn't bad enough, right, the growling doesn't scare you enough, then whoever comes into contact with Mr. Ted comes down with unexplainable headaches and nausea at best. Terminal illness at worst. Oh, he does sound kind of bad. Yeah. 
So Debbie's no fool though. Don't worry. She was like, look, I'm a proof to you guys that he's haunted, right? So she sent him on a little excursion back in 2017 to Olsover Castle. He went on this trip to prove to ITVs this morning that he was in fact haunted. And for some reason, best known to themselves, three female volunteers, Denise, Rebecca, and Maria, who were regular viewers of this morning, opted to spend the night in the castle alongside this bear. I realize now that we have an American audience. This morning is like a daytime breakfast TV show where it's like, oh my God, here's the news. Wow, the weather. Oh, women We're gonna cook can, a meal. Yeah, women can vote. Discuss. <laughs> yeah, and then like you'll call in, you'll play a game show, they'll spin a wheel or something. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's what you put on while you're like getting ready for work. Yeah. And you need someone to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. You want some background noise. You want to maybe know what some celebrity is up to, that kind of thing. Yeah. It reminds me of being homesick from school. Yeah. I also can't stand it. Unpopular opinion. I feel like it's like E! News, but with middle-aged people doing it instead of like a 20-something. Fair enough. Anyway. So these three daytime TV watchers volunteered to spend the night in the castle alongside the bear. So the most haunted castle in the year it was voted most haunted next to this bear that could cause terminal illness. I guess it's just a fun story. Oh yeah. So when it hit, surprise, surprise, three in the morning, all of the live cameras lost connection for no reason. On the other end of the cameras was Joe Lockwood, who's a paranormal expert. She was watching to make sure that nothing awful happened to these volunteers, obviously. Um, and she believed that the bear was straight up cursed instead of just haunted. As a precaution, Mr. Ted... So, in some of the photos that I've seen, because the footage is, like, near impossible, he's just sat on a chair looking at How these ominous. people as they sleep. Yeah, creepy. But in other photos, he's in a glass box with padlocks wrapped around it. That's so funny. Like, right. I, I understand it completely. And for some reason, when I think of, like, Annabelle or a similar haunted doll, I'm like, yeah, good job, but a teddy bear? Teddy bears are so sweet. Right, they seem too nice. But I know that he's probably a freaky old-looking teddy bear. No, he just he? looks like a normal bear. He's, like, brown I think bear. the issue is that I'm thinking of Ted from the movie Ted. Oh my god, stop. So it's not scary. <laughs> He's not that plump. He's not very scary looking. He's not that plump. <laughs> anyway, there were also cameras, as I said, um, and some electromagnetic field detectors set up in the room so that if there was any spirit activity, they could sort of track it. I've seen some stuff about this online on things like YouTube and TikTok, and they all say that Mr. Ted still resides in the castle in the lockbox, but that is not, in fact, true. After this, uh, Denise, that wasn't her name. One second. It was. Debbie. Oh. Denise was the volunteer. Ah, right. Debbie took him home to Manchester, then went 30 miles from her house, dug a hole and buried him alive. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, props to you, Debbie. You want to deal with this situation. On the other hand, though... I think it might be a bad idea, and I think you're going to annoy him. Set fire to him. Okay, well then you'll have a flaming haunted bear. <laughs> that sounds sick. That just feels a lot worse. 
um, yeah, so she did that to make sure that like no one could be tempted to free him and he couldn't like wreak any havoc. Free him petition. So I'm sure you're probably wondering if Mr. Ted actually did anything weird, right? Of course. Well, when the crew went in to see why the camera had disconnected at 3am, they found that one of the wires had been pulled out of the camera. But in the footage before it cut out, they could see that no one had moved towards the camera to do that. Ooh. At some point in the night, Joe Lockwood saw glowing orbs on the camera, which is like a sign that spirits are hanging around. Also, the volunteers spoke out loud during the night because they heard the radio suddenly start making like a crackling noise. The volunteers said, show yourself, to which they heard a male voice say, leave. Then, again, I cannot fathom why, one of the women said, come closer. Oh, fuck off. And Mr. Ted just straight up said no. Yeah, get it, Ted. <laughs> yes. So it's all pretty freaky, and you could not have paid me to be there, let alone be a volunteer. I would have just done what I did at university when there was clearly a ghost in the room, where I just pretended it wasn't there and went to sleep. That's not what you did. You got drunk and passed out. Yeah, on some nights. <laughs> on other nights when I wasn't drunk, because... um. I didn't want to get drunk every night for obvious reasons. Although it was my, it was the only way I could sleep because there was a ghost in my room, and it was a spooky one. Um, I would just face the wall and go to sleep, put the covers over my head, and go to sleep. And then if I woke up at three a.m., which I often did, I would just say nope. I would face the wall again, and I would go to sleep. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to. Feel the fear for ten minutes until you fall back asleep, and then it's gone in the morning. I am never going to finish this story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to top it all off, one of the producers at the location, his name was Harry, actually came down with a mysterious sickness after spending the night there. And he had to be immediately rushed to A&E. He has since made a full recovery, but it's pretty spooky. Some weird timing there. Were the volunteers okay? I think they were fine. I mean, I hope that whichever one said come closer got a swift smack. But like, <laughs> <laughs> there's really not that much history on Mr. Ted himself. So I'm not sure how old he is or if anyone but Debbie has ever owned him. Thankfully, though, as I said, he's buried now. So he can't, you know, hurt anyone or do anything. But what do you think? Because I was wondering if he was cursed or haunted or if it was just like the super haunted castle that was like using the teddy bear as like, Almost like a scapegoat, you know? I guess it could be any of them. Or like a reason to act up a bit for the cameras. Maybe like a poltergeist type thing. So they're sort of like... Mischievous. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh my god, ITV's Good Morning is here. Yeah, I mean, it could just be that the castle is haunted and that's just the castle and there just happened to be a teddy bear in the room. Yeah. That wasn't doing anything. Yeah. It could be that the bear is cursed or like... Um, inhabited by a spirit or a demon yeah. because they can sometimes cause sickness mm -hmm. well I'm honestly unsure because like the lack of information makes me think Mr. Ted's more of an urban legend type of story possibly because normally there's a fair amount of background I would like to see a different experiment where they put him and the volunteers in a, just a normal room Yeah, to come to a conclusion on that because as I said it could just be if they're staying at the most haunted castle, <laughs> it might have nothing to do with the teddy bear anyways. But equally, like, if there's no history of Mr. Ted, 
why would ITV have been like, yeah, let's do this whole thing. Let's shot him in Bolsover Castle. Let's record him. Let's do it live. Let's, you know, take photographs of him. Because there are photographs of him from the castle. Because people will watch it. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. Like, there's there's probably more... There's There's going to be other things out there that are haunted with, like, more history behind them. Yeah, but they might not want to go on this morning. It's not exactly the best thing for, like, showcasing monsters and spirits and stuff. I feel like most people who watch it aren't really going to believe it, so... Yeah, but, I mean, you don't need it to be believed, you know what I mean? It's just kind of to get the word out there so that if someone sees it and they're like, oh, I have a collection and I could, you know, put it in a really good safe home, then someone would get in touch. I feel like it's more publicity than it is, like gaining a following of this teddy bear no i just mean like this morning we'll get more viewers probably if it's like something that people want to want to see you know what i mean yeah but they still showed it yeah that's what i'm saying oh my god what so you're saying people want to see it yeah you just said they wouldn't believe it look i give up scare scale but they might but they might not there's the risk that they won't so you don't want to like put a lot of money in alternatively maybe they just don't have that high of a budget this morning are you joking <laughs> are you having a laugh okay scare scale i don't know honestly i could think about this but we've already said so much shit how scary do you think mr ted himself is can you get me a photo of him yes bear with bear with that is the funniest picture i've ever seen right there's a bear behind a chain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's crazy. He looks like this head on. He's a bit creepy, but it, I think it's just because he's oh, kind of a bit old. I think he looks very cute. I'm going to give him a three. Three for scary? Yeah. I thought he'd be scarier, but honestly, he's really endearing. I tried to tell you. He's just a teddy bear. Oh, I know, but some teddy bears are like old and creepy. I feel like he would be creepy because he's old, but his little lopsided eyes make me love him. Yeah. How dangerous do you think Mr. Ted is? Um, three, again. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's obviously dangerous because he's been known to cause sickness. Um, and obviously you said that producer was sick. Yeah, Harry. But all of the volunteers seemed absolutely fine and so did his owner. So yeah, he can't be that dangerous. Debbie's just an absolute madman. Yeah, if he was like spreading plague to everybody, then surely they would have all gotten sick in some way. I imagine they would have reported it to the show. Yeah, I I am unsure. I can't imagine that if he was that much of a threat that they would have let three random volunteers lay next to him throughout the night. True, but I also feel like the paranormal community, I guess you could say, is often looked down upon as a being like not believable. So people will do things because they don't think anything's going to happen. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I feel like the producers of the show might not take... like spirit people like demonologists or whatever seriously if they're like that's really dangerous because they'll just be like ha yeah okay. they might just be like oh there's crazy debbie anyway touch yeah, the bear exactly yeah touch the bear <laughs> kiss his little head what what's the likelihood that something ain't right with mr ted i'm gonna say two and a half i think i would believe it but there's not really much to go off of right besides the interaction that they had with him on the show and as i said it's probably it might just be the the castle yeah there's no reason to believe it's just the bear no exactly 
Yeah, no, other I, than Debbie's word, and I don't even know her. I, Debbie, I can't trust you. <laughs> Debbie, we're not that close. We're not there yet, Debbie. Maybe one day, Debbie. Um, yeah, no, I typed in Mr. Ted, haunted bear, Mr. Ted's, you know, that kind of thing, possessed, haunted, blah, blah, blah. And it all just came up with this time at this castle. And I found out about it originally through um, TikTok and then looked on YouTube and sort of got the um, the, the spark. Gist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oops. To pursue it further. But there's just nothing. There's nothing about him. Yeah. I get that. So do you have any ideas? He's a haunted slash possessed bear. He is just a bear. Cause I'm just a bear. <laughs> Stop. He Oh, he's such such a sweet little, little face. Uh the castle is haunted. Yep. And maybe it was just sort of like acted up for TV. Like a hoax. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You gotta always think about that as well. Yeah, because it's gotta be like good viewability. Yeah, if they went to the castle and everyone was completely fine and nothing happened, it would be really boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's hard with something like the camera cutting out because it's like... You could just cut the camera yeah, out. Yeah, you could just be like, oh my God, the camera's off. You know, if I was suddenly like, oh my God, Abby's mic's off and just muted it, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, spooky, haunted. Like, it's so easy to do. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of coincidental that the camera's cut off at 3am, so they didn't see anything happen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's if they even recorded something weird happening at three, like a, a ghost or orbs or something, I would have been like, maybe. But the fact that it's like, oh, the most haunted time now. And they were all like, yeah, things happen, but you couldn't see it. Well, to be fair, I think there were orbs just before the camera cut out. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it all just seems a bit like someone has Googled what creepy things happen on camera with ghosts, you know. yeah. It feels a bit a bit too on the nose. You've got the ancient burial ground. You've got the old castle. You've got a spooky haunted teddy bear. You've got three women that will happily sit in the same room and fall asleep. You've got a camera cutting out. You've got orbs. You've, you've got, got Philip it all. Schofield. You do. <laughs> you've got you've got Philip Schofield. He right does there. this morning, right? Patting the bear's head. I think so. And Holly Willoughby. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. That feels right though. I think it is. Anyway. Yeah, that was that was that was Mr. Ted. Okay. If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod. And if you want to go over to Patreon and get some exclusive video content and much more, then you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. You should do that. And here's why. You get video footage of our lovely faces. We tell you extra things on extra episodes. You guys can chat amongst yourselves, you can chat to us if you've got any things that you want to hear things that you want to tell us whatever uh you get 10 percent off of our merch and you can find all of that over on midsmagicandmurder.com and over on our website as well we have got a requests and submissions form so if you've got any haunted happenings terrifying tales or spooky stories you can pop those on over on there or you can email us on midsmagicandmurder at gmail.com let's talk about demons do we More. have to? Yeah, it's not like it's nighttime outside or anything. <laughs> the window is behind you, Kate, and it's dark outside. Oh my god. It's not really that dark because it's May. Right, it doesn't get dark now until like 12 pm. Wait, a.m.
Midday, it gets dark. At noon. We live on the snow continent. So my sources are... Sorry, the snow continent? Yeah, Antarctica. Have you just nicknamed it? Is that not what it's nicknamed? That feels like something it would be nicknamed. I'm sorry, you have just entirely made that whole thing up. Your sources. It's going to catch on, I'm catch just saying it now. Mustard and mayonnaise. Uh-oh. Took it right out of my mouth. InsideMystery.com, ArcGist.com, ABC News, MysteriousUniverse.org, and Vice. So this story takes place in 1983 in Litchfield, Connecticut, when a woman named Pat Redding started experiencing some strange and spooky events. Pat was a single mother to a six-year-old girl named Michelle. She lived in a quiet area and she never had any paranormal events happen to her before this. She didn't drink heavily, she didn't do drugs, and she had no history of mental illness. She's doing better than a lot of us. It began slowly, as always, with banging on the walls. And occasionally, she'd hear the sound of people walking upstairs when she was home alone. That's a big fear of mine, by the way. I feel like it's quite explainable. If you're living in a terrace where most of British hauntings are, you can just hear people walking up their stairs because Probably every because it's most British homes to be honest yeah but every British home <laughs> has got creaky floorboards on their stairs I've never been to a house where they're where their floorboards are fine that's true so I'm not surprised I'm not saying that this isn't real obviously I've only heard two lines of the story but well at first she thought there was an intruder in the house so she prepared to sort of you know face them but then when she got there, nobody was there. The banging was sometimes quiet and gentle, but other times it was violent and unpredictable. Later, this escalated to furniture being thrown around, objects ending up in places she'd not left them, and sometimes she'd feel unseen hands touch and poke her. Oh, that's the worst. That would be the most horrifying experience, I think. I've had that a couple of times. I had it once at your house and I shat myself... Yeah, I really don't enjoy it, but I never say anything. I'm normally no, with either. you and it happens and I'm like, well, it, it physically can't have been Abby. Like you'll be sat on my right and I'll feel a hand like on my shoulder on my left. So I'm like, that's not. Yeah, I had it once in your dining room. And it was the worst experience. <laughs> Did not like it. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. Do you know what I mean? Just give me my personal space. I feel like it might be like a reassuring touch. Or maybe it's like, I'm here. I want you to know. Yeah, I've never felt like a poke or a scrape or anything horrible. It's always just been sort of like a like a placement of a hand or something. Yeah. But. Still don't like it. Please just, don't do it, ghosts. Yeah. One request for you. There is a bubble. And you have encroached. Two meters. <laughs> COVID is a thing, guys. Anyways, the touches that Pat was receiving got worse. And over time, she started to be pushed and hurt by the forces, which left her really bruised. Although this is probably like extremely inconvenient and terrifying, obviously, it only got worse from here. Which, you know, it's demons, it's gonna... We wouldn't be covering it if it was just a gentle pat. <laughs> pat for pat. One morning when she woke up, she found that her sheets were completely stained and splattered with blood. She jumped out of bed and she found that the skin on her back was covered with deep scratches and cuts, 
like she'd been attacked by a large animal in her sleep. I'm guessing she did not have an exotic pet. She did not. She didn't have any pet, I don't think. Damn. So she was obviously scared shitless. <laughs> she tended to her wounds, you know, bandaged them up, cleaned them, and she was just trying to go about leading her life as normal. But when she went to bed at night, she was unable to get any rest because she could hear voices whispering to her from the darkness. She tried to write all of this off as, like, anxiety problems. Mm -hmm. And was just like, I'll deal with this at a later date. Which, relatable. I love people. I love that that is how we deal with things. We're like, "Mm, this is a bit inconvenient for right now. So I'm just going to bottle it up for, like, a month. And just see if it goes away. (laughs) You know, yes, I've had serious injuries. Yes, I'm losing sleep because I can hear voices. But do I want to deal with it right now? No. Will I? No. Well, I guess if she thought it was anxiety, she thought it was just like a bad time. Yeah, but it's not anxiety if you've got blood-stained sheets, love. You never know, do you? Well, yes. I'm telling you right now. I mean, if you've never experienced anxiety before, you might not know, especially in like the 80s when knowledge wasn't super common. I am not blaming Pat at all. Well, don't, because she doesn't have a great ending. Oh, no. So anyways, she got some sleep. But when she woke up in the morning, all of her back wounds had reopened. Oh, Pat, no. Leaving more blood on her bed. As well as this, chunks of her hair had been ripped out from the scalp, and there were bloody bite marks on her arms and legs. Oh, my God, Pat, please ask for help. The touches and pushes escalated even more, to the point where she was thrown across the room. And as the demon took further control of her, she would randomly start screaming and jerking around uncontrollably. My goodness. When this was later brought up to her, she had no memory of these episodes. That's scary, man. I hate when your memory is just kind of wiped. I know that trauma does that, but also, like, you see it with possession and stuff. It's very scary. Obviously, it's not happened to me, but... Yeah, it's a fear. You fear being possessed? I fear missing memory oh like um from trauma or whatever yeah because like it's not even like um with alzheimer's or something where it's you have an illness you know it's like this could have happened once like no one might know you know if she's alone in her house and she's being picked up and thrown and she doesn't remember who's gonna tell her her daughter i guess yeah but like say her daughter's on like a sleepover Or, like, say she didn't have a daughter. I know she does, but, like... Like, if it was just you living alone somewhere, this could be happening every night, man. And you don't remember. It's very scary. Horrific. Pat was once a calm and loving woman, but she became increasingly agitated at the smallest things and would have uncontrollable bouts of rage. Of course, her first idea was to go to a doctor, which she did as soon as she could. The doctors at the facility restrained her at night to prevent her from hurting herself but somehow her wounds continued to get worse. You need a priest. The doctor suggested that she must have been going through a psychotic episode and administered her to a psychiatric hospital. I'm sorry, a psychiatric episode? A psychotic episode. Yeah, sorry, a psychotic episode. Her back wounds are opening up. I guess, what are you supposed to say? Get a priest. (laughs) The doctors and the therapists, they ran a bunch of tests, of course, but they couldn't find anything wrong with her. They tested her mind, her body, everything was medically completely fine. So everything besides supernatural forces had been ruled out. 
Pat had never had an interest in the occult or paranormal. She'd never been a believer, but now she was convinced that her house was haunted and that a demon was attempting to possess her. So paranormal researcher John Zaffis, he investigated this case, and when everything had been medically ruled out, him and his team had the church involved. Over two weeks, Pat endured 16 exorcisms in total from different bishops, and she became so violent they restrained her during the process, but nothing seemed to be working. But unfortunately, nothing did work, and Pat continued to suffer violent bodily functions until her death from colon cancer shortly after this. Oh my goodness. Which is really sad. She just kept having those episodes up until her death. That's awful. Really, really sad. Yeah, it's such a shame that they couldn't do anything. So how long was she suffering with it before she died? I don't know. Because one source said that it was a month, but one source said it was like a few years. Oh, damn. So I don't know. This wasn't a particularly wildly covered case. There was only a few sources for it. One source was like, this was in 2007. And her daughter was a teenager. And I was like, this is the only source that says that. And everything else says 1980. So mm. I'm presuming it's the 80s. It's not wildly covered, but I thought it was still quite interesting. Upon investigating further, John Zaffis discovered that the house Pat had been living in was rumoured to be haunted far before she began even living in it. And he describes her as a soul victim which is like a purely innocent individual who's never had any exposure to the paranormal forces whatsoever and that she just sort of fell victim in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, that's so sad as well because I feel like it's easier when you hear about stories where it's like they were targeted because they had an interest in this or because they, you know, whatever. Obviously, it's awful regardless, but to just be in the wrong place at the wrong time, that sucks man does suck her daughter michelle grew up and she spoke about this like john wrote a book and after that she spoke about it she said that her mother's experiences was terrifying as i can imagine for a child at that age or any age to be honest she said that her mother would be hurt and be in shock she would cry and scream and jerk around and it was really hard to see that happen to someone she loved you know being attacked by something that she couldn't she couldn't control you couldn't even see it yeah you can't help your mom yeah, she said it was a last resort doing exorcisms, but they wanted to do everything they could to end her suffering. Yeah. And that's my depressing end for you. I hope Michelle is doing well. You ever listen to this, Michelle? I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry that you had to endure that. My God. Wow, that really is a depressing end, Ali. Yeah. It's one of those things, though, where, like, not every story like this ends in an exorcism and then it's, like, the end of the movie. Yeah. That's awful and horrible. Yeah. Where did you say this was set? Litchfield, Connecticut. Ah, yes. Why? Just wondered. Has it got anything to do with haunting in Connecticut? I don't think so. What was that about? That was about the Snedeker family. Ah, yes. I remember them well. I think it was like a similar time, though. Goodness me. Connecticut's a hot spot. Yeah, I know. Whenever you read about these stories as well, it's always like, Connecticut's such a quiet area. And I'm like, there have been multiple demons here. I feel like it's either Connecticut or the north of England. Right, what's that about? And there's no in-between. That's so true. <laughs> anyway, let's do the scare scale. Okay, How we? scary do you think this is? Four. I think the only reason that it's not five is because it only terrorised one person. 
obviously I know that her daughter also, you know, suffered from hearing like the noises or whatever, possibly. But in general, it's only kind of like she really suffered. How dangerous? Five. Fair enough. How likely is it that this was a demon possession? I'm going to say four and a half because it could have been a psychotic break as in the hallucinations and delusions um, if that's what it was, you know, hearing the noises, thinking, you know, being paranoid, being like, oh my God, I'm like haunted or whatever because even if you don't have an interest in the occult, you're going to have been exposed to exorcisms being a thing, hauntings being a thing, especially if it was in the 80s. But they did say that they medically ruled that out. Yeah, but the trouble is um, mental health diagnoses are constantly changing. True. I guess you just have to leave the window open just in case. Yeah. Kind of things. Yeah. Any other ideas? Honestly, no. Like, it can't. If she suffered like actual physical injuries, what else could it have been? You know, it wouldn't have been a hoax because you're not going to get a doctor to be on board with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, possibly there is the slim chance it could have been mental, um, you know, related. And then, then what else? What else is going to cause you that much trauma? I don't know. I don't know. You want to think about something positive before we sign off? I would love that. I feel like that was a depressing end to our comeback episode. It was. I say like we're like a boy band. Let's just go back together. Everyone's screaming. It's Kane Nabby. Oh my god. <sighs> sign my baby. <laughs> sign my baby. Please, oh. please tell me something positive. Okay. Um. Ah, oh, you didn't have anything planned. No, I, I was hoping that you just think of something. Um. <sighs> I've really got to carry the oh. show, huh? <laughs> oh, you have like anything? Patrick? You know facts. Give me two seconds. Pause it. <laughs> seahorses get married. I beg your pardon? So seahorses are monogamous and they intertwine their tails to stick together while floating through the ocean. Oh. I don't know if that means they get married. I know, I'm thinking legal documentation. Bestlifeonline.com. Where's the proof? For uh, 10, oh, 40 happy facts. Um, don't, they don't get married. There's no, oh. there's no binding well, legal There's no binding involved. contract. They just hold tails. When the Seahorse Home Office asks them for proof of relation. Could you imagine if, if you held hands with someone you were married? Right, your mum is like, hold my hand while we cross the street, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're gonna trip me into. Oh that? my god, gross, mum. That's Ew. illegal and disgusting. Ugh, mum, mother, grow up. <laughs> you want one more, or was that enough? Oh, I have one actually, just off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Uh, pigeons kiss. Pigeons do kiss. Pigeons make out hot and heavy. Oh my god, they don't do that. I saw a pigeon kiss the other day with tongue. Do pigeons have tongues? They must do. Oh my god, tiny little pigeon tongues. I imagine them to be I pointy. almost just googled tiny pigeon tongue. Yeah. Do pigeon have tongue? The FBI agent looking through your phone. <laughs> it's like demons. Pigeon tongue. 
spiky little pigeon tongue. Oh my god, they do. Teeny tiny. Oh. Most raptors and most songbirds have simple triangle-shaped tongues. Raptors? Like Velosa? Yeah, yeah. Sorry? Birds do have taste buds. The, the tongues conform to the shape of their beak. A pigeon has fewer than 100 taste buds on their tongue. We have 10,000. So that's why they fucking love bread, I guess. Yo. Let me learn. Right. This has been a great end. I'm glad that we ended on tiny pigeon tongues. Me too. I hope you are also glad that we ended on tiny pigeon tongues. And I hope that you also enjoyed the episode. If you did, go rate it over on iTunes. It means a lot. Please give us five stars. Please give us four and a half. <laughs> don't give us below three. Cause I'll cry myself to sleep. And don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>